Hello, I'm Andrew. And I'm Katerina. Welcome to Two Tablespoons, a podcast where we discuss recipes, food products, how we like to cook and eat, and we'll try to have a bit of fun along the way. Today we are going to be talking about cooking and eating a semi-classical Italian pasta dish, spaghetti alla puttanesca. The basics of this dish are garlic and anchovies, sautéed in olive oil with chili, olives and fresh tomatoes, all cooked down to a beautiful thick reduction and serve over pasta. Now, the origins of this pasta dish seem to be debated quite a lot, but there's often a reference to prostitutes because of the name. Whore is puttana in Italian, I'm told, which seems to have appeared after the Second World War. Now, some stories say that the dish got its name from the brothels of the Spanish Quarter, whilst others claim it was invented in the 1950s when the owner of a popular restaurant was requested to throw together a meal for a table of late diners, having only a few tomatoes, capers and olives in his pantry. This also plays into the prostitute theme as the sauce is said to be made easily, quickly and cheaply, without frills or obligations. So similar recipes under different names can be found in cookbooks as far back as 1844, usually from the Naples region. And for a little bit of a history lesson, this is why we're hesitant to call it an Italian dish. The Italian regions were and are very proud of their different identities from place to place. And the Kingdom of Italy itself as a unit wasn't formed and unified finally until 1861. So let's call this a Neapolitan dish. So, history lesson over, and without wanting to add to the ongoing online debate about where the name or the sauce actually came from, we like this dish because it is very straightforward, quick, ridiculously tasty and easy. Mm, And very fresh as well. It is very, very fresh. The ingredients are all fresh, so no need for any pre-packed char sauces from a supermarket, which are anyway full of sugar. And And there's nothing extra sugar-wise going into this, or not in our version. So (laughs) let's head into the kitchen and make the two tablespoons version and you can see exactly what does go into it. So welcome to the absolutely massive kitchen, two tablespoons kitchen, as I would love to say. two tablespoons galley kitchen that we always say is massive, but actually would fit on a small aeroplane. <laughs> it would. I'm going to find a new thing every week that the two tablespoons kitchen would fit in. <laughs> it is my job. Excellent. So, uh, first of all, because the puttanesca sauce is so quick and easy, we are going to put the pasta into the boiling water. We do have a pot of boiling water already ready. And we got whole wheat spaghetti pasta from Tesco's and the instructions on the pack say cook for 10 to 12 minutes. I have to admit, I do like my pasta a little bit softer than our dente, so we will go for the 12 minutes. Is that okay with you? We will test it as well, like anything, you know. That's the thing about spaghetti, people say you throw it to the wall and see if it sticks. <laughs> yeah, and I saw Holly will be doing that. In <laughs> I need to show you that clip uh, on this morning. She actually threw it again up against the plasma television. Really oh, funny. brilliant. Yeah, really funny. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we can definitely try our ceiling, that's not a plasma. Cool. So we are going to put some pasta, spaghetti pasta into boiling water. Don't forget to put some salt into the boiling water because it will flavor the pasta as it cooks. If you don't put any salt into the boiling water, uh, you will never be able to season the pasta afterwards. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't stick to it nicely. No, well, I think that not. also if you add salt to your water, it comes to the boil quicker because salty what water has a lower boiling point than fresh water. Interesting. Do you think you could just go, if you live on seaside, do you think you could just go to the sea and take seawater? Yeah, if you like bits of it, that's fine. That would be amazing. 
So, if you recall going to the beach with my grandparents at some point, Grandpa would say how they would go fishing for cockles and mussels and stuff like that, pull them off the rocks, and they would just have an empty can, stick them in some salty water or some seawater in the can, and then boil it up on a little fire on the beach, and that's how they would cook their mussels oh and welts and fish brilliant. them out. Yeah. That is brilliant, and it's really lovely. We should do that. We went once. We just we picked loads of mussels once. We collected mussels and cockles, but we, did. we didn't cook them then and there. We took them home yeah. and cooked them. It was brilliant. And the cockles were a bit gritty, I think. They were, they because we didn't, we didn't really clean them properly. I think there is loads of cleaning to be done. Anyway, spaghetti is in the pan and boiling, so 12 minutes is... We will need the water, so that's another uh, reason why you put the pasta first. So we need some of the pasta water because it we helps thicken up the sauce yeah, later. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's worth saying, in a Jamie Oliver 15 minute meals type fashion, We've got a bit of prep done already, but it took you two, three minutes before we switched on the recording Not to do any of this. So we've got fresh, not fresh, they're freshish, they're probably fresh, black olives already halved, and we've got two different types of black olives, which I'll mention in a minute. You've got some fresh tomatoes, which you've chopped into about thirds. You've got some grated garlic, one chilli, which has been chopped up finely, a tin of anchovies that have been chopped up. It is finger chilli. If you are using anything less spicy, you can definitely put more than one in, but finger chilies are very, very hot, so we have decided to go only for one. We've got five cloves of garlic, but it's only because I love garlic, garlic and you will, you will just have to bear with me. I'm fine with it. I just won't you know, bring any of vampire friends home. Yeah, the olives we have, Petit Kalamata olives, which are Greek olives, and then we've got black olives. They say they're Mediterranean, but they're actually from Morocco. They're a Crespo brand of pitted dry olives that you get off the shelf. They're not cooled or anything. So that's the two types of black olives that we've got chopped up. Okay, and now we've got quite a lot, I would say at least five or six tablespoons of oil. So it's going into, to start our sauce off, we've got a wide shallow frying pan, quite a bit of red palm fruit and rapeseed oil, and that's by Caratino. It says healthier oil for cooking. Red palm fruit and rapeseed oil, we really like the taste, the look of it. Um, it's a little bit more expensive, but we're not using a ton. You know, five or six tablespoons are going in the whole sauce, so it's, it's worth a little bit extra. It's beautiful, it's got so much flavour and a beautiful colour to it as well. So the noise you have just heard was anchovies going in. I think that Jamie Oliver said just about two or three anchovies for four portions. However, we do like anchovies and they just add so much flavour to the dish. So we have used the whole tin. Yeah, we just got a little 50 grams. A little 50 gram tin of anchovies in brine or oil. It was in oil, yeah. In oil. And chop them up and they're going into the pan first. And they are super cheap off the shelves. You can get them anywhere. For about 70 pence or something. They're very, very cheap. So the whole. So because they've been dried and they've already had all their bones taken out and things, they are going to melt down into almost nothing, aren't they? Yes, As they the are. base for the sauce. They are just the seasoning in the sauce. So please do not add any more salt unless you have tasted it because it will be very salty just from the anchovies and from the olives. And then garlic brings up the sauce. Garlic's the next thing going in as well. So, so that's our five grated <laughs> cloves of garlic. Garlic is in. And do not leave the garlic on its own there for too long because it's going to burn. So as soon as you put the garlic, just mishy mishy around the pan a little bit and go in with the olives. Mishy mishy, the two tablespoons checklish version oh, of stir it in. <laughs> and then after the olives have been stirred in and coated a little bit in the oil, the chilli goes in the as well. The chilli goes in as well. And again, depends what kind of chilli you like, you enjoy. Go as spicy as you think you would enjoy. We've got only one finger chilli there. Because there is so many other flavours which you know will be so lovely 
then you can actually, you know, taste, taste them rather <laughs> than being overpowered by yeah. the chili. Yeah. I think, okay. as you said, we're using a Jamie Oliver recipe and just as modifying base, it a little yeah. bit. Mm -hmm. And he said two large red chilies, but we've gone for one small finger chili because we know how hot they are. And uh, Jamie's recipe is for four people, not two. But we eat like each for two people, don't we? <laughs> Really? Think we were obese. Maybe we will no, be by the time we finish. Not exactly skinny though, are we? So the next thing to go in, and it's you can hear all of these things going in quite quickly at one after the other, is the fresh tomatoes that have been chopped up, and they are getting coated in the oil and the other flavourings, and then just sort of cooked and pushed down a little bit so they start to cook off. Now, when you are in a shop and chose, choosing your tomatoes, I think the tomatoes on wine taste so much better, don't they? Yeah. Uh, they smell better, they've got a better colour. So they might be slightly more expensive, but it's definitely worth it for this sauce because it is so fresh. So We've you are not cooking it for hours and hours. So yeah. It's a really good dish. If you have it in your mind, if you just think, oh, I can do that with just a four or five ingredients. If you see reduced tomatoes, because they've already started to ripen a bit more, especially you get the on the vine ones that are you know coming up close to their date, the supermarkets want to get rid of them. That's a great buy. You can pick them up for a really good price and then you can make this simple, really tasty, really fresh sauce. Yeah, definitely. So, and then once that in a pan, just push them down a little bit, squeeze them, uh, help them to cook into the sauce a little bit better. So all, all you're doing here is you're taking a wooden spoon and just pressing into the individual pieces of tomatoes if they look a bit too big or too firm. And that's only going to help reduce the cooking time and let them release their tasty juices. And it's worth mentioning for this kind of recipe, ideally you would have a frying pan with the lid. If you don't have a frying pan, pan with the lid, no problem. You just put a chopping board or something yeah, like that. The first time we made this, you just took the biggest chopping board yep. we've got and sat it over the lid of the frying pan yep. on a mediumish heat while everything's cooking down together. And you get the same effect. It keeps all the moisture in. And just let it to cook for a bit. Leave it for about five minutes if you can. Just simmer just it for five minutes. Let's just simmer it in the oil and the natural juices from all the goodness in there, in the pan. And then when it starts getting a little bit dry, that's when the pasta water, pasta water comes in. Yeah. So the spaghetti's had about six minutes so far. All the other ingredients have gone in and started to cook off in that time and we've got the lid on already so you can hear how quickly this recipe is to put together. And it's already looking amazing. Also, yeah. It smells right. fantastic. Well, what's not to like? You get all the, the salty smells of the sea coming through from the anchovy straight away and then you've got that beautiful richness from the tomatoes as they cook off and the garlic, of course. Mm, and look, it's already forming into a nice sauce. Right, look, it's just forming beautiful Yeah, those tomatoes already. are cooking down really quickly. Yes, they are. And that was just one packet. I don't know how much was in a packet because I've already binned it, but... <laughs> I think about 350 grams. Something like that. Yeah. So it's nicely cooking. The tomatoes are cooking off. Oh, gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. Smells amazing. They were some kind of finest vine ripened tomatoes, but they really don't have to be anything special if you've if just got some tomatoes that need using up that's yeah. a great way to do it definitely lovely and it's in, it really is this quick you can come home from work just throw a few ingredients into the pan and a pasta to add upon the cook and in uh, 15 minutes you'll literally have an absolutely stunning dinner as we mentioned about the name the prostitute pasta or whore's pasta mm. putiniska then they said that it might have got its name or they took the name from the working girls of the Spanish Quarter because they could make it quickly in between tricks. That's oh, really? how quick it is. It's, you know, there's a lot of, it's a myth, it was came from this, it came from that. Well, you would get hungry in, be in between um, clients, wouldn't you? I don't know. Would you? <laughs> no. I never tried. <laughs> well, don't you think? 
if you've ever looked hard, you know, later As a method tonight. actor, maybe I should go and find out. Oh, God. <laughs> Where's my wig? I have just licked the spoon. Oh, my God, it's so yummy. Obviously, Parmesan as uh, little or as much as you like. That's just going to go on the top, just as a it little extra, like almost a condiment. The sauce now looks absolutely gorgeous. Those tomatoes have reduced down really quickly. Oh, the tomatoes are all just nice, and it's nice, thick sauce. And as I said, I just licked the spoon, and it's so gorgeous. You've got the garlic. Pasta's had 10 minutes now. Excellent. So we've got another two minutes of pasta. And then we'll check cooking. it and see how it is. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So we have added a little bit of the starchy, salty water from the pasta. Again, That was about two ladles. Uh, there was like a two half ladles. Okay. So one ladle. One ladle of pasta okay. water, which as you mentioned is starchy and then salty as well. And that's going to help the sauce keep its moisture not dry out and it's also going to help it thicken up from the start exactly oh my god look how fast this is this is so quick it's incredible isn't it and you've got beautiful fresh sauce i wish you could smell it guys it's just gorgeous so you can make this this quickly or you can buy a tin of sauce off the shelf and have to cook it in the oven for half an hour anyway amazing and as i like to mention there is so much sugar just have a look, have a look. Next time you, you are in, in added the supermarket. Sauce, not in this one. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. In no, the ones no, you no, buy, no, pre-made ones. ones. Yeah, next time you're in a supermarket, just stop and have a look how much sugar is added into the pre-made sauces. It's stupid. Right, now, all the Italian chefs, Gino Di Campo. Gino Di Campo, Papa Di Pingi, <laughs> Flippa Di Gomdi. They always stress, cannot stress enough how important it is to put your pasta into the sauce. Oh, not yeah, your yeah, sauce okay. on the top of yeah, your pasta. Sure. Okay. So you wouldn't dump your pasta into the bowl and then pour the sauce over it. They want no, the no. pasta to go into the sauce so it gets all and coated and cooked exactly through. Exactly. Sure. Fantastic. It's had 12 minutes. 12 minutes now. Excellent. I think that would be just fine. So turn it off and strain it. Do you not want to taste it? Try it first. Throw it against the wall. Throw it against my face. Against your face? That sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? Just as a test. Let's do it. So you think 12 minutes is fine and on our mm -hmm. whole wheat pasta. Yep. But if you are a great believer of um, al, dente. al dente pasta, you will need to cook them a little bit less. It depends oh. on your pasta and how much you're doing. And brown pasta cooks slower than, than white pasta, yeah. White pasta. So we have just strained the spaghetti and it went straight into the sauce. It was just very quickly strained. It's gone into the sauce with a little bit more of the water. And we're just going to mishi mishi all <laughs> together so they all combine nicely and the spaghetti gets coated in this beautiful thick sauce that we've made. Now what is absolutely gorgeous and lifts the dish is fresh basil leaves. Do not throw it if you do not have any fresh basil because it is sometimes quite difficult to get isn't it in a supermarket? It can be yeah or you yeah. might think that you're going to grab some and the packets all look wilted and gross inside them already. It can happen. So we like fresh basil because of its yummy aniseedy taste but because as I said it's a semi-classical dish you absolutely don't have to add the fresh basil in. In fact, what I was reading was that it would be traditional to put parsley on it right at the last minute. Yeah, parsley <laughs> is surprisingly traditional in Italy. Actually. Parsley can go fuck itself. <laughs> That's for you, Richard Pierce. You know, fuck parsley. We're not having any of that crap. <laughs> so Richard doesn't like parsley. Richard hates parsley. Does he? Yeah. Oh, Richard. That's the thing. Do you not remember? I think we've had that conversation before. That's, I think I was drunk. That's a well. Yep, that's his thing. Absolutely hates parsley. Not that he's coming to eat this, but you know, I like to keep him in mind at all times. <laughs> so if you do happen to have some fresh basil or you have come or just you from don't the hate shop. Parsley. Or you hate parsley. 
Just chuck some of that uh, in now. Yeah. While, while everything's come together at the last minute, so your leaves wilt just a little bit, but they start to release their flavour, and you've just torn the leaves in yeah, there. Yeah, don't worry about the exactly. Don't worry about chopping anything nicely. Chop just down. tear it. Fantastic. It starts, as long as you tear it a little amazing, bit, then it starts it? to release its juices it's and its flavour from the leaves, so that's good. what you want. Wow. Fantastic. This looks gorgeous. I'm so hungry. Is that it done already? Yeah, this is it. Done. 15 minutes. Job done. So. We're going to get served up into our bowls, we'll take some pictures, we'll put it on the dining table and we'll speak to you again very, very shortly as far as you're aware. So this just smells amazing, doesn't it? Yes, welcome back to Two Tablespoons Dining Room. We are back from the kitchen with our beautiful bowls of spaghetti al puttanesca. Gorgeous, smells amazing. Pasta is nicely coated because when I first read about the recipe years ago, I didn't think it was enough ingredients to make nice pasta. I thought it would be in a pasta sauce. I thought it would be dry and just a little bit eh. But no, not yeah, at all. The tomatoes left out so much juice. Then you've got quite a lot of the olive oil or whatever oil you choose to use. So it's nicely coated. It smells amazing. I think it's nice that you're not losing any juice from the fruit of the tomatoes as well. When you cook them down like this, it all stays in the pan. So when the pasta goes in, there's nothing that's just stock or anything like that that's getting added. You're rolling it all up and everything is there to add flavour. You can taste how fresh everything is. And it's definitely, yeah, no, be careful with adding any salt. I wouldn't add, and I'm salt maniac, I wouldn't add any salt at all because of loads of the anchovies. You put 50 grams of anchovies mm. there. Olives are salty on their, on their own, so be careful. I think you've made absolutely the right choice in limiting us to one finger chili because you only get a little bit of heat at the back of the palate now. But I've just had my first forkful. How do, you, how do you take your pasta? Do you roll around the fork or do you try and chop up the little pieces? I roll. I roll. I roll. Yeah, I roll. I shovel. So how you should do it is a roll and put it on a spoon. We've got a fork and knife. Oh, yeah, yeah. Enough, push it, push the spork, in, fork, spork, fork <laughs> into the spoon and roll it around. I just shovel it into my mouth as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And how yummy is that? Plus the parmesan is quite salty cheese on it. Yeah, if you want to put parmesan on the top, it will certainly add to the salt level. So no need to, you didn't season anything. No, no need to no, add it no. apart from the water. Yeah, no need to worry about seasoning, just the water for the pasta. And then all these beautiful, fresh, natural flavors. It's, it's gorgeous, isn't it? It's really, really good. Do you remember when we made it first time? It was we lived in Sterling. Years ago. Sterling yeah. we lived in when mm -hmm. we made this the first time. Mm -hmm. I remember it because I hadn't seen you put a chopping board in a frying pan before. <laughs> And I think that was because we got the tomatoes at a good price. We got them some kind of reduced tomatoes and you said we could throw that together. A bit like when we made proper tomato and basil soup once. Mm, so yeah, if, you, if you want to hear us try that again, just let us know. But this absolutely is a great way to use up tomatoes if you've got them. Or if it's coming to the end of the summer and you've got them in your greenhouse and you think, oh, there's only so much tomato chutney that I can eat in the world. Absolutely give this recipe a go because it's a yeah. great way to use up tomatoes. And you can put as many tomatoes as you like in there. We put the one pack. Uh, as we have mentioned, but it could definitely hold more tomatoes. It could mm -hmm. be more tomatoey. So yeah, as many tomatoes as you've got, and the ripe, the riper. Is that a word? The riper. The more ripe. <laughs> the riper, the better. <laughs> and you can scale it up or scale it down. So if you add more tomatoes, add more of your other ingredients as well, or just modify it to your taste. Because what we've already done, as we said, we cook things our way. If we look at Jamie Oliver's recipe for four people, he's used two cloves of garlic. We're serving two people and we've had five cloves of garlic. Yeah, Jamie said four, so clove of garlic per person. But yeah, it depends how garlic you like it. If you don't like garlic at all, you might leave it out if you want to, but I don't think it would be very smart. But then that's my opinion. Mm. It's gorgeous, isn't it? It's so wonderful. fresh, it really just screams fresh at you. It's gorgeous. And it's rich without being heavy. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. you've got all these tasty juices in there. And a fresh basil, huh? The anacidi, a little hint you get. Oh, yep. gorgeous. A hint of chili every now and then, and a little touch of basil, aniseed from the basil is great. And you, the olives don't cook down, so you can take a couple of those on your fork as well as you eat it, and you get a lovely punch from those. The Kalamata olives, I think they are a dark olive, but they almost taste green to me. I prefer green mm. olives, but you like black ones, don't you? Mm, yep. And the Kalamata, I think you're absolutely right, are nice, like a compromise between green olive, the tanginess of a green olive, mm. and then the you know rich flavour of the dark olive. I do like dark olives. Yeah, black olives are just my favourite. I've just so, got a bite of olive and quite a bit of pasta, but then I've just got a big hit of chilli in the background as well mm. on that last forkful. And it's a little bit different on each forkful, depends on what you load up. Mm. The, pa- the tomatoes don't cook down completely, so you've still got the tomato skins in your dish, but you want that because that's where the flavour and a little bit of the fibre is, and they add so much flavour when you get a bit of that on your forkful with everything else. It's lovely. And texture as well. Mm-hmm. It's very textured, pasta dish. It's not just like a, a smooth passata mm. where you've passed it through a sieve. I think this is definitely a summer dish, isn't it? Because it's so light, there's no cream. You know, sometimes you can have very creamy, heavy creamy dishes, uh, pasta dishes, which I, by the way, like as well. I, I've never been to Italy, but somehow this feels authentic. Authentic, that's the one. This feels authentic because of how fresh and how few ingredients it is. You've got your pasta, you've cooked that on the side, and then you've made this beautiful rich sauce that would have come from their ingredients that grow by the sea with your anchovies and things like that. And you can just imagine them being picked on the day, thrown in a pan and served up to a, a big group of people. It's absolutely gorgeous, yeah. So simple, and you have heard us cooking it in a lifetime. Mm. Incredible. Almost 15 yeah. minutes, wasn't it? So a bit of a, you know, peeking behind the fourth wall. When I do the edit for this, I'll probably need to cut out the bits where we're silence and going um and ah, as that's the ten bits I tend to edit out. But most of that cooking is going to be in real time. This can be cooked in... Well, we had the pasta boiling the whole time, so yeah. 12, 12 minutes, minutes, 15 minutes on the table. 15 minutes. You can make this dish in 15 minutes. You chopped beforehand, but that didn't add any time, really, because everything is pretty much this could be if you come home from work it could be on a table 30 minutes you come from home take your shoes off go into the kitchen make this dish 30 minutes if you come home at 6 6 30 this is on a table i think this you mentioned last time about the katsu if you wanted it on date night to impress Mm. someone Mm. i think this could be a good one as well Mm. because of how fresh and impressive it seems with just a few ingredients so at this moment oh well parmesan cheese okay if we leave aside the parmesan cheese and we would use some vegetarian option to it it could be prescatarian if you leave the anchovies out, vegetarian dish. And then, uh, unless I'm mistaken, without the anchovies and the parmesan cheese, it could be vegan. Mm, I think I'm right. So you can you can definitely very make very small adjustments and it will be vegetarian, prescatarian or vegan in exactly 15 minutes on a table. Boom. Very good. Good thinking. Good thinking on your feet, adapting the recipe. And if you know you really cannot go without steak, you can absolutely have a steak on the side of this. <laughs> One of the popular adaptations because of the anchovies to go with this is tuna. Mm. So you can absolutely, you know, tuna, a can of tuna doesn't cost very much. Chuck a can of tuna through that at the last minute to heat it up. Absolutely. And then you would have like a pasta and so on, wouldn't you? So I, think like I think it's puttanesca al tuna or something like that. <laughs> <Putanesca> al tuna. <laughs> but it would have similar ingredients like miso salad mm-hmm. if you put tuna in it. So yeah, very good. Yeah, you can do loads of things. I've managed to munch my way through most of my bowl just in oh, talking. That's so good. That's how much of a pig I am mm. or how tasty it is. I don't want to stop even to talk to you. It's not exactly low in calories, I have to say. That's probably because there's a it's decent of amount oil. of oil there's in there. There's loads of yeah. oil, yeah. And pasta itself. And yeah, if you are watching your calories, this is not the best dish. But then on your cheat day... There's nothing bad in there, though. Mm-mm. 
that you know we could start a debate about what diet is the best. What's good and what's bad. Fats are where flavour is, and you could get yourself into a ketotonic state by not having any carbs and having fats. But unfortunately, we've got a combination of fats and carbs here in the oil and in the pasta. But then it would go alongside the Mediterranean diet, which has been proven over and over and over again how good that is the best diet in the world way to follow for longer healthy life. That's right. So lots of fish and fresh vegetables, and they're living forever. Exactly. So all the good omega threes and six and whatnot yeah absolutely it's and very we're good. so lucky to have amazing fish like that that don't we didn't get on our coastline in a can that <laughs> costs you less than a pound okay, that are the base of a sauce yeah if you are not squeamish about anchovies which some people are but i would you know a big advocate for uh olives and, and, and anchovies and all that. i think oh this is i'm not saying that you, i don't want to insult anyone's intelligence but i think if you <laughs> no. if you don't like anchovies it's maybe because you haven't had them the right way but and you don't get big chunks of anchovies in this sauce because they've cooked down so much. Yeah, so you only get you the... You can't see them. They are the seasoning of the sauce, Absolutely. aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I would think if you don't like... Because there were so many things I didn't like when I was younger. I didn't like olives, I didn't like anchovies, I didn't like lamb, I didn't like... Loads of things, and then throughout your life you tried and tried and tried, and you some one day you go, oh my god, that's amazing. Or you have it in the right dish with the right things, and you go, mm. oh, that's how that flavor works. Mm. If you put it with this and this, actually, that's where it's supposed to be. You would never believe that I once wasn't a big fan of red wine. Would you believe it nowadays? Nope. <laughs> I think you came out of the womb with a bottle of <laughs> I, wine in your hand. I hands, actually so. did not. <laughs> no, at the time it would have been lager. <laughs> well, in that time it's taken to talk about it, I've managed to finish an entire bowl. So that tells you how good it is. It's as quick to eat as it is to make. <laughs> so that's Horace pasta. Horace pasta, the two tablespoons way. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And do you know what we're cooking next time? Because I do. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, are we on the same page though? Because you might be thinking something else. Yeah, it might be one tablespoon next time. <laughs> Tablespoon one and then tablespoon two. Next time we are cooking what is one of our favourite things to cook together and something we have made together in separate portions and our two components combine nicely. We're cooking our meatballs and sauce, aren't we? Yes, we are making our beautiful turkey mince meatballs with a a cheddar. Full-size mini cheddars. (laughs) Full-size mini cheddars and a tarragon tomato. Yeah, so turkey mince balls and a tarragon-infused tomato sauce. Again, it's really quick to cook because there's not a lot of ingredients. It can be made with store cupboard favourites, quite cheap, but it's so tasty and it can it's versatile. So we probably won't have it with pasta because we're trying to be low-carb-ish. There's the cheddars there. And, <laughs> but you could have it just on the side with some bread. You could have it with something else. Or just on the on the sun. Or if you take... If you can re- we do it now? Can we do it now? Yeah, oh, yeah just yeah, yeah, fire up the pan. We'll do it now. <laughs> let's do it now. You could noodle up some vegetables if you've got one of these spiralizers and do it with shredded courgettes or something. Mm, absolutely. Anyway. Or just on their own, they're very nice. Yeah, just yeah. eat a bucket of them on their own. Mm, yeah. Meatballs and sauce next time. Put them in a sandwich, make them Subway style. Mm. Oh, we didn't think of that. We should do that. Yeah, mm. we should. An entire baguette. Who can eat the most? So that visit for us for this time on Two Tablespoons. If you want to get more updates of the next episodes that we're doing, our new recipes, just subscribe to us on whichever podcast app you use. Come and see us on Twitter or Instagram. We use Instagram more at the moment, don't we? We're posting pictures of our food and our two cute pugs. We are definitely learning. So, yes, we're not big social media users, but we're figuring it out as we go. Come and see us on Instagram or Twitter, at two tablespoons. So that's the at symbol, double T. A-B-L-E-S-P-O-O-N-S 
he says, having a little spelling bee himself <laughs> on those two platforms. And um, we will show you what we're cooking. We'll post all the pictures from today's cooking on there so you can see that we're not just talking out our asses. We are actually cooking things as we go. Not just banging two pans together in the street as if we're some kind of spaz doing clap for carers. I'm a clap for carers, bang my pans together. Fine, good, good for you. All our pictures are online for you to see, our genuine delicious dishes. It's just so good, I can't stop eating, sorry. I'm saying nothing because I'm just stuffing my face. If you've got an idea for a recipe or something you want us to try, drop us a mail or a direct message on there. The email address for us is two tablespoons, that's written out as words, so T-W-O-T-A-B-L-E-S-P-O-O-N-S at outlook.com again a lengthy one apologies but just let us know what you think subscribe to the podcast for up episodes as they come out and we will speak to you next time we're going to speak at you speak at you next time that's right you can't speak back to us you listen we say yeah that's why it's fun <laughs> <laughs> so this was absolutely gorgeous I'm so full though I need to lie down now all the dishes are only doing so off you go <laughs> okay well speak to you next time bye for speak now speak at you